This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another football episode of Rock and Roll English where I'm here with Boom Boom Cannon. Oh yes, we are back to talk about the football coming up. Okay, and I suppose there's no bigger place to start, Boom Boom, than I'm playing football this evening for the first time in two years. <laughs> so you you want to talk about that? I'd rather talk about the Euros, but <laughs> when you said, "Should we do a pod about football?" I assumed it was Euros based rather than you playing football. But uh, <laughs> well, sure, the first time big in two years, Canon. This two is years, big, big, big news. Yeah. Um, last night, actually, I was thinking, right, I need to make a like good impression because some people in the local area have invited me. So I thought I need to make a good impression. I'm going to like wear my best football shirt. And someone in the Rock and Roll English family actually recently sent me a Pele shirt and it's got 10 Pele on the back. And I thought, I can't go there first day with a Pele shirt, can I? <laughs> like you, you're setting pretty high expectations yeah, if you go and play with a Pele shirt the first time you meet people. That's a big statement. <laughs> Have you heard of Pele? Yeah, have you ever heard of him? He was a good player. Um, but anyway, yes, yeah, so uh, back to the Euros. Okay, so first place to start, boom, boom, the name. I mean, what are we calling it? Euro 2020, 2021, what's going on? So 2020 is the official name, isn't it? Yeah, I but think. it's just weird. It's like, okay, that's the official name, but everyone knows. It is weird. It's 2021 now. Mm, mm. The whole thing feels a bit weird, actually, because yeah. you already had this multi host format yeah exactly now combined yeah. with the 2020 2021 issue yeah I, I feel i'm a bit kind of uh yeah where, when's it happening where is it happening i i know I'm not sure. it, some, something doesn't feel right and also this thing this actually happened in the last euros as well but i do not like this thing of three teams from the group mm. qualify it's just like I mean, you can qualify for like the knockout stages with three points. It's like, what the fuck is that about? I was only, re- I only really understood that quite recently. Actually, I was trying to do um, for work like one of these predictor things. Uh, <laughs> but Boom Boom's already done every single possible <laughs> outcome <laughs> for the whole Euros. <laughs> Okay, so if England finish first in the group, it means this. And if we finish second, yeah. or if we finish third. If we've got six goals for and three goals against, <laughs> we should squeeze through on goal difference. <laughs> but no, it is strange. I think it's it's six groups, isn't it? And four... And the four best, best third, third teams. go through. Yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan of that. No, it makes all. it very unlikely that any of the big sides will actually yeah. drop out of the group stage, which does reduce the... Uh, the excitement, the excitement. Yeah. yeah certainly of the group stages yeah like because three teams go through anyway and then it's it's quite difficult to know who's going through because it's not oh we need that to finish second it's okay we're finishing third but what's going on in the other groups it's yes it's, and yeah the strange thing as well for england for example uh so they will i'm actually looking at my predictathon <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually called predictathon but- I've just started calling it predictathon for some reason. This is actually just, this is all in Swedish, uh, and they don't they do not use the word predictathon. Um, but <laughs> England, for example, could it gets quite complicated. And at this point, I was just having to predict scores for the group stage. But England could win the group, and then we'll get someone from Group F, which is which is being 
referred to as the group of death. Yeah. Uh, with France. Classic Germany, vocabulary, that. The, the difficult mm. group. The group of death. Group yeah. of death. <laughs> and, and get one of them. But yeah. could finish third and actually potentially get an even get an easier draw yeah um so it's it's um, all a bit so we're actually gonna get get to the groups actually okay um so we're going to talk about um each group very quickly um obviously we're not going to go through every team mainly because i have no clue about mm. um a lot of teams <laughs> i haven't really watched much football in the last years like covid no fans it's all been a bit shit luckily some fans will be there and luckily boom boom knows more about football than me um so we're going to start with group a obviously so we've got turkey italy wales switzerland Mm. okay i was listening to a podcast recently apparently turkey have got a good team didn't know anything about that no i can't say i've I've followed turkey too closely as far as i know they uh they're they're a bit uh a bit open at the back but uh <laughs> i think you listened to the same podcast <laughs> i did boom boom so open at the back nice vocabulary to say they concede a lot of goals um but so wales obviously a bit closer to home for us we probably know a bit wales more about we them know a bit more about but uh, yeah but, they uh my hopes aren't too high for wales actually uh compared to say the euros the last euros when they they yeah. got to the semis yeah, and I can't tell you how happy I was when they lost that semi-final to Portugal. I was thinking, fucking hell, if Wales get to the final, like in England, we lost to Switzerland, uh, to Iceland. And I was thinking, God, this is awful. So I was absolutely over the moon when they lost. See, I actually, um, I actually did get quite uh, behind Wales. Uh, admittedly, there would no. have been, it would have been... Uh... Yeah, part of me that thought, okay, if they do something that we haven't done, that's quite tough to take. But I, I do, I do have quite a soft spot for Wales. No, I say fuck them. Fuck <laughs> okay. A lot of them. <laughs> that's the thing. I, I often think this, like when it comes to international football, I'm very much like, you know, I don't really agree with all these man-made borders that we have. Of like, you're one country, I'm another country. I'm a citizen of the world. We're all together. And it comes to international football, and I just think, fuck everyone. <laughs> come yeah, on england that's um it's kind of a uh it gives you an outlet for for your latent nationalism but like yeah, in, in a exactly. safe space of kind of yeah yeah it's not exactly. it's not doing any harm exactly um, um but so obviously wales gareth bale um not sure if he'll be actually concentrating on football or like playing golf, playing golf. yeah um <laughs> and I, I just one thing i wanted to mention they've got dan james who plays for manchester united mm. um and I swear, when I watch him play, he actually looks like like a kid that's won a competition to play like for the team that day. It, he's just, I just fucking, he's just so rubbish. He's just running around like yeah. with no real clue of what he's doing. He, he's quite fast, um, but I just think, oh, for God's sake, like when whenever I see his face, I just think. Oh, see, I think because you, you obviously watch United a lot closer than I do. So I've just, you know, see highlights and there, there was particularly when he first joined he actually uh mm. he, he had quite an impact he scored he? two in his first two games yeah, yeah so i think my view of him is still a bit um sort of based around that rather than the fact that he now doesn't really <laughs> get that <laughs> that close to the team but even one of those goals his first goal actually against chelsea like he was kind of running with the ball but it was quite obvious that at no point he had the ball under control. <laughs> like it was, he was running and the ball's just going everywhere. He hasn't got it under See, control. Th- this is also, though, this is probably where he appeals to me as a player because that, that, 
That's, that's your style. A lot like myself. <laughs> Winger, head down, not really having the ball under control. <laughs> Put in a cross. If it goes in, great. <laughs> if it finds someone, also great. So... <laughs> Just keep running. Look like you're trying hard and everyone will be happy. Um... You're more a fan of, you know, the more um, technical technical midfield controlling the game type of player whereas i'm very much you know head down <laughs> kick and run <laughs> yeah keep just keep it basic football's exactly. a simple game keep it exactly. basic okay keep it simple um so obviously italy in that group i believe they're the favorites i don't really know many of the um italian players like back in the day like mm. you know late 90s like you knew the whole team is like i don't know maldini Cannavaro, nesta like gattuso all of them absolutely but these days, I mean, obviously they've got a few players, but um, yeah, apparently they're doing quite well. Dark horses, apparently. So dark horses, not really the favourites, but could could go far. I just think as well, they've got like a mentality. I think this is England's problem, actually. I, I don't know why. I've seen this with club football as well. For example, when Liverpool won the Champions League in 2005, they hadn't done anything for a long time. Mm. But I heard Jamie Carragher talking about this, saying... Like, we still had the mentality of we're Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Like, we deserve to be here. Um, and so like, I think England lack that. Of like, So if we play France in the semi-final, I just think the players basically shit themselves. Whilst I think Italy just, like, have that we're Italy. Like, Absolutely. we can do this. Yeah, I think uh, Germany, similarly, they can... Yeah, e- of Even course. years yeah. when they've had quite average teams, they can go a long way in the tournament. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, they're, they're sort of the anti-England in that respect. Like yeah, we, we, <laughs> the complete opposite. Yeah, whilst we've before. had great teams, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, like you know, two thousand and six. Oh. Like, if, we're, if I mean, if you named your greatest Premier League team, mm. the the defense would probably be that mm. Ashley Cole, Rio Ferdinand, John Terry, Gary Neville. They would probably go straight there. Those four were playing Beckham, Lampard, Gerrard, and yeah, didn't do anything basically because I think yeah, it's just that mentality of like, oh fuck, we're in we're in a knockout game, and then. We shit ourselves, yeah. basically. But um, anyway, let's get to Group B. So we've got here Denmark, Finland, Belgium, Russia. Okay. Mm. Um, so Denmark, obviously, winners in 92. Um, doesn't yeah. really get spoken about a lot, that, I always think. that Because that is bloody mental. But um, I also yeah. noticed that they play all their games at home. I, again, I don't really understand how this works. <laughs> like, I mean, again, England are playing all three of their games at home. But Scotland, who are in England's group as well, are playing two in Scotland and one in England. How does that work? Because surely that's an advantage for England. It is, yeah. This was a, this was something else I was trying to factor into my uh, my predictions. When, mm. Because ordinarily, you can obviously just think... <laughs> Boom Boom's all, looked at the weather as well <laughs> yeah, to see like exactly. what the wind's like on that day. <laughs> yeah, well, they're a long ball team. The wind's going to be strong. What's the surface so... like? <laughs> <laughs> Phoned up the groundsman. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but ordinarily when doing this kind of thing, you just think, okay, the tournament's taking place here. You can almost, apart from one team, you can just, re- you can, to an extent, remove mm. that factor, particularly for a European tournament. Whereas in this one, there's having to think, okay, so when France are playing Germany, for instance, that's taking place in Germany. So France, right, we, yeah. we'll come to Group F, but I had, you know, big favourites, I think, for the tournament. But then you've got to factor in the fact that Germany are playing at home. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think Denmark, strange. Russia, England... Yeah, certain teams have it as a much bigger factor than others. Mm. Uh, so um, it will be, it will be definitely be a factor. Although I suppose with the level of support in each ground, yeah, less that, so. Than well, actually, it would I've, been. I actually think um, in some ways it, there's almost more because um, 
I don't know, you can just hear it more, I think. That, like, no noise kind of gets drowned out. Like, it's... Um, so, um, I know someone that went to a match in England recently and they were talking to me and saying, like, the atmosphere was actually better uh-huh. than when the stadium's full. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, no, it could be true. I just, I, I don't know what the... I suppose there'll be different rules in each country as well as to how many yeah people are in and that sort of thing so my research didn't go that far into the covid regulations of each <laughs> each host country well they only let five percent of the capacity in so yeah see what will the atmosphere be <laughs> yeah. like Got to um, factor that in. yeah um, so um obviously favorites for the group though i would say are belgium um although i think they suffer from the same thing as england like they've got obviously great players mm. but i just don't think they've got the mentality to go all the way i think that they'll just shit themselves if they get to the semi-final or final yeah and i think they might have had the this kind of golden generation they've got they might have they be now slightly over the hill um yeah nice turn over the hill like past it basically yeah, they're, they're, a little bit. good days are behind them yeah um, and i do i do like denmark actually i think denmark have got a decent decent team yeah, they, they do have. Apparently, Russia has got quite a good team as well. Obviously, Finland, I don't really know anything about. Apologies to any people listening from Finland. No, Yari Littman um, is a good player, but I don't think he, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I don't think he plays anymore. Honestly, yeah, that, that's exactly what what I always think. So even like Denmark, I'm thinking, well, like Peter Schmeichel, uh, he's a good goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I suppose his son is playing now. His son is so, playing, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so on on to Group C. So here we've got the Never- the Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. Mm. So again, I don't know much about North Macedonia. Um, and Austria, who've they got? Have they got some good players? Uh, they have Marko Arnautovic, I believe. Okay, the, right. He's a bit David, of a nutter, David Alaba, isn't he? Yeah, Arna- okay. Yeah, oh, well, he is a good the Bayern Munich player, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the team obviously I know more about. Well, most about there is um, obviously Holland. Um, missed the last two tournaments. It just didn't feel right without the Dutch. They're uh, always they've... good value. Great fans as well, I always think. Yeah, they, uh, they're, I think, in my younger days, often my kind of second favourite team. There's I agree. Something about the, yes. the orange kit, the yeah, the players that they had, Burkamp, obviously, but yeah um yeah so certainly in 98 i remember I, I was very much up for the dutch winning that one yeah um, and yeah if you think about that team the, the, like again i knew all of the players there you know like sadorf david mm. the de boer twins cliver um Overmars, like Yapstam. but again these days i mean yeah even the dutch i don't really know um is this just much though, about them is this more of a comment on the Dutch or, or the it- or Italy that we were talking before, or more just about the fact that we now don't have enough time to play Championship Manager <laughs> and FIFA. It could be that, but no, I know what you mean. It felt like players like these teams had more iconic players in those days, yeah, um, compared to um, you know Memphis Depay and I don't know Luke, Luke, yeah. Luke de Jong. Um, um, yeah, I mean, also true. I mean, yeah, the fact that I used to play like Championship Manager, like Pro Evolution Soccer, spend all of my time watching football as well, probably also is connected to it. Mm. Um, but Ukraine as well. Again, when I thought of Ukraine, um, I just thought of Shevchenko. Shevchenko. But, um, he's actually the manager he now, is now, isn't the he? Manager, yeah. <laughs> Which is nice. It gives you that kind of the link yeah. to your knowledge about Ukraine still is it, somewhat useful. Exactly. So yeah, hopefully maybe all the teams can just adopt um 
uh, ex-player because then, then I'll know something about them. Hopefully Sergei Rebrov is his assistant manager. But <laughs> I haven't checked that. <laughs> what a duo they were. Yeah. What a duo. Um, okay, so Group D, this is the big one. We, we, so so we skip, what... just to, we're skipping over North Macedonia. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> yes, because I'm, I'm not so well informed about the players from North Macedonia. Well, so again... When I initially did this prediction thing and it, it had just in the spreadsheet that I was sent and it had... Um, just like three letters for each team. So it would have like, you know, AUS versus okay. NOR. And it, it was gen- it was a couple of matches in whilst I was thinking, well, Norway, Norway are actually quite good. <laughs> Odegaard is, uh, is a good player. And then it generally I had to go back and change my predictions on the basis it was North Macedonia rather than Norway. Again, you say Norway to me, I think Oli Gunnar Solskjaer immediately. <laughs> He's a good player. Um, but again, unfortunately, not playing. We should really just do a podcast about Euro 96 rather than 2020. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that would be like a five-hour podcast, though. That's the problem. <laughs> we should go through all the groups of Euro 96. Yeah, what? I would, again, every time the Euros comes around, I mean, or World Cup as well, the memories of Euro 96. 96 what, is the one, yeah. That, that time we got to a semi-final. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's but what a summer us. that was in England. Um, but um, yeah, obviously the fact that it was in England as well. I've, I've already started listening to Football's Coming Home <laughs> yeah. again. Got that straight on the playlist. Been listening to that quite a lot already. It's just like when the crowd comes in at the park. Uh, psh, uh, psh, and you think, all right, now I'm having it. Amazing. I'm having it. It's, it's, it's 1996 all over again. Yeah. Um, so speaking of that, though, mm. obviously Group D um, brings one. us n- nicely on to England, which I think we know a little bit more about. Um, so, yeah, beginning with England-Croatia. Uh, s- hopefully we'll get some revenge there from the uh, semi-final of the World Cups. Croatia as well. I hear, You know, they're on the way down now, I've heard. I think so. I think so. They were, even um, when we played them, yeah, in 2018, their their team seems to be getting on a bit. So mm. um, having said that, Luka Modric still seems to be just as good as well, I, I as saw him. Ever, that, but, I uh, saw the other day. He said Modric's thirty five, and I thought, fucking hell, he's way yeah. old. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's still a year younger than me, yeah. but um, bloody old. Yeah, the, bloody old. my concept of footballers' <laughs> ages compared to my own age is just completely, completely out of sync. I still see myself yeah. as pretty young, life ahead of me. <laughs> But a 36-year-old football player. They... Yeah. This could be our last tournament, Boom Boom. We'll have <laughs> exactly. to hang up our boots after this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously the big one in that group, certainly for us, is England-Scotland. Again, um, memories of Euro 96 mm. when England played Scotland, the Gaza goal, mm. all of that. Um, I'm actually going to a wedding that day when England plays Scotland, um, which I think is the 18th of June. Um, and so it kicks off at nine, nine, nine o'clock Italian time. And when Mrs. R&R told me we're going to a wedding, I was like, what? What? That's England, Scotland. Uh, but luckily, the wedding's actually in the morning because here at the moment, there's the curfew. Uh-huh. So they don't really do things in the evening. So it should be finished by five o'clock. <laughs> Perfect. And then and, and then I'll have enough like drinking me already. Just like be fully up for the match. Absolutely. Like fully football hooligan mode on yeah i mean and... england versus scotland on a friday night i imagine <laughs> in england that'll be pretty chilled out one <laughs> definitely not full of in the summer friday night england scotland that's uh oh what a what a combination yeah exactly um i mean just the thing is that with that though is just like 
the, the thought of losing that mm. match that match to Scotland would just be oh god an absolute disaster but you know like we said home advantage we should and um, when I looked at like Scotland's team as well there were a lot of players like playing for like Barnet and players <laughs> and teams like that and I thought like you know like in England we, like we had I think seven players that like played in the Champions League final so you I, mean, I think you've picked out theoretically you've picked out Barnet there as your archetypal <laughs> shit lower league team haven't you rather than, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure they've quite got as low as Barnet have they I, I don't know that honestly there were some I think well like Motherwell okay. as well and I was I mean I think Barnet are a bigger team than Motherwell I'm not sure again apologies to any Motherwell supporters um but I don't know as I said we it, we should hopefully we'll certainly not lose that match no um, we uh which... we do have a good um it's probably the most talented at least kind of technically attacking in terms of uh, like going forward talented england squad we've had for a while but slightly concerned kind of cent- center of defense center of yeah, midfield problem. i'm not sure it's strong enough to go kind of all the way yeah um and with the attacking options they're almost too many now mm. um, i actually think like, if this had been last year, we we were actually in a better position there. Like now, it's just a bit all over the place. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, speaking about, so yeah, what do you think? Can they go all the way? Can football finally come home? Boom, boom. <laughs> Can it go? No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's coming home. I'm afraid. Uh, no, I, I, don't I don't either. Think it's coming home. I think even um, this kind of. I think we'll win the group, but then mm. we will have. We'll play. France or Germany or Portugal in the second round. So it's a strange one where we could, I think we've got the potential to go quite far, but actually even the second round could be, could be a big hurdle to get get over. (laughs) That would be such a disappointment. That's the thing, actually, I was thinking about this, that basically in my whole life, I can't remember England winning a knockout match against like a big team. Like I, in you know, we beat Argentina in 2002 in the group, but like to beat, you know, like Italy or France or Germany in a knockout match has just literally never happened in all of my life, not once. No, I suppose uh, Netherlands, Euro 9, Netherlands and Spain. Again, that was in Sorry, the group, that was group Spain, yeah, Spain, Euro okay. 96. Yeah, um, that's true. But th- then Spain weren't really what they are no. now. Um, so, yeah, and even that, I mean, we actually should have lost that match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and even if you think of like the World Cup, just so doesn't happen, the does two it? times England have got to the semi-final, like if you think in 1990, I think we beat Cameroon um, and I can't remember the other team now, Belgium, mm. again, that weren't the Belgium yeah, Cameroon, now. and even that, that was touch and go, wasn't it? That was yeah, late. Exactly. Uh, and then in 2018, I mean, who, uh, so we beat Sweden um, and Colombia. Yeah, <laughs> so to actually like to go against like a big team, like I said before, I think out. it's just a mentality thing of just basically we sh- we shit our pants. And I also think it's another problem now. Problem, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but in going into the World Cup in 2018, like I had zero expectations, like zero. Mm. Um, so basically, anything was a bonus. But now after that, expe- expectations are quite high. So like you said, if we go out like. Second round. In the first match after yeah. the second round, it will just be oh, fucking yeah. hell. And yeah, I think there's I think there's a chance that we will, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah, expectations are are high. I think uh we're at least in 
sort of British uh, betting odds second favourites, which just doesn't feel no, doesn't feel it, right, it doesn't does it? feel right. Yeah. yeah. Um, although I just want to mention one thing about England. I just bloody hope Grealish plays. Oh, I love him. Hundred percent. Love him. It's just, it's just. Con- I was going to say I think this. Roy Keane said this recently. Just consistently making things happen. Like every match, he will do something. Like the like the way he like runs with the ball. I I actually, even though Rashford plays for Manchester United, mm. I actually prefer him to Rashford. Yeah, um, I think he's. I think he's great. He's just one of those players that, like, as a fan, as you say, every oh. time he gets on the ball, you think something's happening here. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, yeah. I would 100% have him have him in my uh, starting lineup. Yeah. yeah, I also get the, the feeling he plays with kind of no fear. He doesn't mm. think like, oh, I'm up against whoever. He kind of thinks like, I'm the man. <laughs> I, I, he needs to worry about me kind of vibe, which I think is the mentality you want, not someone just thinking, like, oh, fuck, he's a good player. And it, well, his um, no fear ethos is also uh, shown in his choice of shin pads or lack of <laughs> shin pads, which just blows my mind. I mean, I... <laughs> When I used to play like five aside in London on a Thursday night, I'd basically put on a huge pair of shin pads in, but, in case but I got you, a you, you did look like a dickhead though. Yeah. And I specifically remember telling you that. Like, why are you wearing shin pads just to like yeah, but, have a, like, a, a, oh. a little match with like your friends? <laughs> um, so, yeah. And blood, and he's got bloody lovely legs. Yes, Greenish, calves, doesn't those he? calves are uh, oh, phenomenal. They're mm. to die for, aren't they? Mm. Like, oh, what would I do for some calves Powerful like that? Powerful calves. Uh, <laughs> but um, on the the another positive though we do have Harry Kane who again consistently makes things happen like sometimes he doesn't even like necessarily play so well but he'll get a goal assist so actually so he got the he scored the most goals and he got the most assists this year in the league didn't he so yeah and that's, that's he's someone good. that you feel like doesn't have that kind of uh, shit the bed uh, yeah, vibe about him definitely um so so and hopefully. Phil Foden as well I do I do like um yeah, yeah. I like although him. I don't I don't know whether I'd ha- if I'd have Grealish and Foden with Kane because I don't know if you need one player with a bit more inject a bit more pace maybe yeah. Sancho um but yes yeah, a lo- lot see. of good um lot of good players there we, we will see obviously have mentioned the Czech Republic not sure if Carol Poborski <laughs> will be playing uh scored a great goal in Euro 96 Carol Poborski <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or Milan Barros or I'm, I'm not sure yeah. um, okay so um, on to group E so we've got Spain your adopted country Sweden mm. Poland Slovakia um, so basically all I know about Poland is Lewandowski he's pretty good mm. um, so pretty he good. could certainly do something um, and Sweden what's going on with Sweden Boomer? I've noticed that you've actually changed your phone number to a Swedish phone number which is a yeah, it's pretty a big big, st- big step yeah I noticed that you've, you before that though you, you've got a Swedish passport mm. um, so that's the first <laughs> step and then after that change your phone number after about five years of living in Sweden uh, from a UK number to a Swedish number so yeah you're fully Swedish now yeah I think this um, the phone number change probably means I'm I'm staying I'm in for the long haul uh, exactly. it was more inspired by Vodafone deciding they'd start to charge me for using the amount of data I was using rather than any <laughs> long-term commitment to Sweden but <laughs> I've taken the I've taken the jump yeah okay um but so what's the vibe in Sweden yeah well the the biggest disappointment for Sweden is that after some years of uh, international retirement Zlatan actually yeah uh, got injured yeah, yeah so he he came back into the into the team out of international retirement but then he got injured so that's mm. that's disappointing from a swedish perspective um 
yeah, I'm not expecting big things. They've they've got a, they've a bit of a mixture of players who slightly passed it. Um, mm. You might remember Sebastian Larsson of uh, Sunderland okay. fame still knocking around for the Swedish <laughs> national team. Um, okay, wow. Yeah, so a few players who are slightly past it, and then a few players who maybe yeah a bit too um, bit too young. Isaac up front is a good player, but. Uh, so I'm not expecting big things, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I, I wonder if they'll play England again. Like I just seem to remember England always playing Sweden. Um, so I think we played them in the 2002 World Cup, 2006, 2012 we played them, 2018. We just seem to play them a lot. We do. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's normally actually quite a good, quite a good, yeah, exactly. good draw for England. It's the sort of level of team we feel... Comfortable with, comfortable exactly. Against, yeah. yeah. Um, but the next team um, uh, we're going to talk about is not someone we feel comfortable with, which is Spain. Mm. Um, although, again, not what they were, because, again, there's no Iniesta, Xavi, um, Alonso, Fabregas. Fabregas, no. Yeah. So, yeah, again, Fabregas. I actually looked at the Spanish squad and, you know, there were very few names there that I actually knew. Yeah. Avaro Morata, I think, is... Uh... Yeah. Uh, but apparently there's another striker that plays for Villarreal or Seville, I yes, can't remember. Yes, uh, like... Moreno, I think, Ger- yeah. Gerard Moreno, because, uh, yeah, I mainly remember him from when Villarreal knocked Arsenal out of the Europa League. Um, mm. So, yeah, he's. I think he's maybe competing with Morata to start up front. But, yeah, I don't think big things are expected of Spain in this. Mm. But, again, they could easily still go along. You could see them going a long way, uh, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, again, I think, well, certainly because obviously in recent years that maybe that winning mentality has maybe been passed through and that they always, well, certainly in the Europa League in recent years do very well mm. um, and obviously beating Manchester United recently, that was, uh, I hadn't I hadn't been that involved in a football match in a long time. Yeah. Um, and that, um, I mentioned on a family podcast actually how like the penalties finished basically, so here at midnight and so at that point your heart is like, pumping it was like a wednesday night and then like two minutes later you go to bed yeah. and you think like how am i supposed to sleep now like m- my heart's just been like pumping through my chest and now i'm in bed like it just, just does not work no um, particularly after the yeah those, those penalties and ending oh, on the day the day that, that must yeah. have been and really tough to tough to watch we- because yeah, penalties is, is obviously nerve wracking experience. But you know, normally it's after it's finished after a few minutes. Mm. But to, yeah, to go to eleven like, every time someone steps up, oh god, it was it was a nightmare. And it was a school night. I had to go to work. <laughs> obviously, I had to work the next day and basically didn't sleep. So all finals should be played at weekends. Okay. Yes. If agreed. anyone from UEFA <laughs> is listening. Um, okay. So to the last group, as we mentioned, the group of death: mm. Portugal, France, Germany, Hungary. The first thing to say is. It's a bloody difficult group really for Hungary, is. isn't yeah, it? <laughs> for Hungary, yeah, You've I bet they were like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are not getting out of this group, are they? <laughs> no. Um, although they say that, Germany in the last World Cup. But, yeah, I think that was just a one-off, really. Um, because, yeah, I seem to remember, it, I also I think in Euro 2000, Germany didn't get out of the group. They are in England's group, mm. actually. And they didn't get out. And then, yeah, 2002 got to the final. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, as the thing is with the Germans, never write them no, off. No. Like, you can never say like, they've got no chance <laughs> because they always find a way. 
Um, so yes, yeah, certainly a dangerous team. They, they have actually got a few decent players as well now. I yeah, think, they, they've they? still they've still got a very good team. I think uh, yeah. so. Love the manager is finishing after this. Yeah, um, yeah. I, you know what? I, I saw something, and he's the manager. I was thinking, bloody hell, he's been the manager for about yeah. fifty years, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, apparently it was 15 15 um, and he was assistant but, before that so he has been yeah. he's been on the scene for a long time yeah he's been around the block and I think say, they've yeah. had uh, like a couple of players also that he's brought back out of international well maybe not retirement but he wasn't selecting like Muller I think again okay yeah. he's back in the mix so um, yeah I don't know they're, they're, they're not as strong as they were but as you said you, you, you can never write them off no uh, uh, yeah, you could easily not. see them knocking us out on penalties in the second round. So, <laughs> always on penalties, <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, and obviously, defending champions, Portugal. Um, yeah, I actually forgot they're defending champions. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, obviously, Ronaldo's still still there. Um, I, I, one thing I want to say, they're very controversial, mm. um, especially obviously being a Manchester United fan. I actually am not a big fan. Of Bruno Fernandes. Oh, really? Okay. No. Yeah. I, 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 I literally think he's he scores penalties, mm. and that's about it. Um, and he, he'll pop up with a goal, obviously now and again, not from a penalty. Mm. But I just think to play that kind of number ten role, he like his link up ability. He doesn't really connect the play. He, he's not really one to find like a a nice pass through the lines, as we say. Mm. Um. So yeah, I'm just I'm just not a big fan. Yeah, of Yeah, no, he's much more honest. that kind of yeah the making runs into the box or sh- yeah. I mean, he's got a good long range shot, but more the more sort of kind of goal scoring number the t- number ten than the yeah. creative dictating the play. Uh, exactly. And um, but United they they seem to get an inordinate inordinate number of penalties. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I feel like every time I watch United, Fernandez is tucking away a penalty. <laughs> I mean, that is true, but if you also look at it, I can think of very few where I think that wasn't a penalty. I, mean, I, I can't say that they were undeserved, but I'm putting it out there and saying that they're undeserved. So <laughs> it's, it's just one of those things. I remember one season, I think, um, so I think this was the 2009, 2010 season. Rooney was the top scorer and the second top scorer for Manchester United was own goals <laughs> because like we'd had like tonight, 13 own goals scored like in Manchester United's favour. Mm. It's just one of those things. Boom, boom. Yeah. And okay? they, they do obviously penalties, own goals. They don't come from nowhere. They come because exactly. you create those opportunities. Exactly. Um, but, but, but nonetheless, it's still bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and obviously France so yeah. are the favourites um, yeah I mean obviously Benzema has come back as well now hasn't he yeah it's a strange one Benzema because he's still got the court case that was the reason for him uh, <laughs> not playing for the team he still hasn't taken place and it's, it's happening later this year um, so it's a bit strange but yeah if, as if they weren't already uh, you know favourites yeah. with an excellent team yeah Benzema's now back back in the mix uh Giroud scored a couple of goals for them in a friendly yeah, last I, night I was, so. I was surprised he's still knocking around as well because like he I, again I do my best to not watch Chelsea matches mm. but he he's played very little I believe um so yeah to get to again to to go there and considering they've got like Griezmann uh Mbappe um yeah Benzema. I think Deschamps has always liked 
Giroud, and I, I do think he's really underrated. I, I think he's uh, yeah, I, I, I think I he's do, an I excellent think he's player. player. I think yeah, he likes what the the role that he plays in that team is almost not even really there to score goals. He's there to actually just almost be a link player for yeah. the likes of Mbappe and Griezmann to to run off of. Yeah, um, um, lovely French pronunciation there, boom boom of Deschamps. Oh really? Um, I, oh, thanks. I, well, I, thought that, I thought that was impressive. Yeah. Um, I, I would not certainly <laughs> from my days at, on Championship Manager would go for Desch, Deschamps. <laughs> Um, and that, I mean, saying that though, I remember um, in the early Championship manager signing Ferry Henry. Um, <laughs> okay, he yeah. was a, a young, promising player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was always quite, at the time. Quite strange when you would there'd be a Championship manager player that you would you would pronounce a certain way, and then and then it, it could be quite some time after you'd, they'd actually at an international tournament you'd hear a commentator pronounce a name, and you'd realise you'd been getting it wrong all that time. I, the one thing I remember that I would always being, you know, Frenching it up a little bit, I would always pronounce it Christian Ziege. And so, and who, who are we talking about here? Christian Zieger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he German anyway? Yeah. Th- and so um, you just you just give him French. <laughs> Do you just pronounce all names with a French accent? I think then? he was Swiss, wasn't he? Was he Swiss? <laughs> no, I'm sure he was German. He was German. Was he German? No, he was German. Yeah, yeah no, he was German. You're right. Um, but I think he just, I don't know, he... Um, she had a French vibe about him. I just, didn't he? I just Frenched up every name like back in those days. <laughs> you give me a foreign name, I just pronounced it with a French accent. Yeah, he, he must be French because that's about as far sort of like away from England I can sort of. Yeah, no, he was ge- he was German. Why, understand? Why, so why even like Ronaldo, the, the the Brazilian, like Ronaldo. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that was my French accent. By the way, I've tried to say Ronaldo. Um, very nice. Um, so they're all the groups, but I, I do need to quickly just say one thing, mm. boom, boom, before um, we move on. The European Super League, because I haven't spoken to you about that. What mm. what, what were your thoughts? Oh, uh, just, yeah, terrible, wasn't it? It was just uh, it was a mess. Like, it, I it think, was. like, terrible idea and then terribly executed. Yeah, um, and the, the thing is, I, I read that they there was like a... 250 page contract that they had made or something so you know that must have taken a bloody long time i feel sorry for the guy that wrote that because then in like 48 (laughs) hours everyone's just like this is a load of shit he probably thought i've been fucking working on this for six months yeah yeah i mean i I had some experience previously of of writing some contracts and they take an eternity and yeah uh, yeah, I mean, they had everything was in place. This wasn't like a kind of yeah, you know, like just an idea they were announcing. Like the finance was there, as you say, the contract was there, and then it was yeah, within forty eight hours, <laughs> it was in the bin. Yeah, um, I'll tell you the most shocking thing about it though, um, when I saw Malcolm Glazer and I saw the state of his hair. <laughs> he's got the worst haircut you've ever seen. So he's completely bald, and do you know, like some bald people just have a bit of hair on the back of their head. Mm. Well, he's kind of turned that into like a ponytail. So he's completely bald. He's completely bald with a ponytail at the back. And I just, oh, like that uh, that was the most shocking thing about the whole thing. <laughs> That's the worst thing about the whole Super League <laughs> idea. Glazer's hair. I mean, that none, of, none of those Glazer, the Glazer clan are particularly uh, doing particularly well in the kind of fashion or hair stakes, are they? They're not. But I mean, he he's taken he's it to a new level. Bunch. He's taking it to an absolute new level. Yeah, no, it was um, um, it was really bad. And some of the some of the teams are still kind of clinging on to the the idea. I yeah, think, aren't they? 
So I don't know where know. that's going to go. But um, it's, it's going to be really interesting. I think it's so. What is it? Real Madrid, Juventus, and maybe it's, uh, I can't remember the other one. But I think there are three teams. Yeah, I think that are still Barcelona, Madrid, okay. and Juve. Um, that, I mean, that's going to be a great league watching those three oh, yeah. play each other every week, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I must admit there was a part of me that as terrible I thought the idea was. There was a small part of me that thought. Fucking hell, Arsenal have done well to uh, stay, in, stay in that grouping of teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, Clinging um, yeah, on to I mean, that status as a European superpower. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tottenham yeah. as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, or even Manchester United, really. I mean, obviously, history-wise, but certainly in, in recent years, um, don't really deserve to be there. Yeah, I think I saw something that um, Aston Villa and Nottingham Forest mm. had won, like, more European Cups than... It was like Juve, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea put together yeah. or something like that. Um, obviously, I think that might have changed now that Chelsea won it again. But um, yeah, nonsense. Absolute nonsense. nonsense. Although then I must admit, then the final of the actual Champions League, which was then in kind of contrast held up as, you know, almost the good old fashioned way of doing it. And then seeing the final between Chelsea and Man City. Oh god. Yeah, that was it awful. It sort of made you think, it? well, the Super League's a terrible idea, but the existing format and the way football's going yeah. also is just I mean, if this is what the the final we end up with, then it's uh yeah. it's a pretty sad state of affairs. Uh, absolutely. I at first was actually like, no, I'm not watching it in protest. Um and then, you know, it was the Saturday night, I had nothing to do. I was like, get it on. Um, So I I watched it. But just for my love of the game, though, I was supporting football and not either Mm. team. I actually hoped both would lose Mm. and the match got abandoned. (laughs) But unfortunately, that didn't happen. Quite rare, the match abandoned. So (laughs) I think you you need maybe like three or four sent off from each team to get it abandoned. That's... That would have been an entertaining final. Well, but, uh... yeah, exactly. That, that's what I was hoping for, but um, <laughs> never mind. Okay, well, I think we, I think this is the best analysis of the Euros you'll probably <laughs> yeah, find on the internet. Um, so maybe we'll do this again, maybe after the group stages, boom, boom, or whenever we feel like it. Yeah, basically. we might know a few more of the players by then, um, not <laughs> yeah. just continually refer to players from the from Euro 96. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if everything goes badly, we'll just do a podcast about Euro 96, yeah. okay? <laughs> Uh, all right boom boom pleasure as always thanks for your time thank you and we'll see you soon and in the meantime keep on rocking baby thanks so much for listening to rock and roll english for more great content and to stay up to date visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rock and roll english we'll catch you next time